Genesis 24. I do encourage you to read the book of Genesis with us. We are going from chapter by chapter or text by text and uh, do start from Genesis 1. And if you've read it already, good. And that is, that is good for us, for all of us. When Abraham was advanced in years, believed to be 140 years old, there was still one issue that he had to settle. It was the issue of a wife for Isaac. He did not wish for Isaac to marry a woman from Canaan, but rather one from where he came from and from his relatives. Abraham and his family were to be in Canaan, but not to be like them or to be influenced by them. Therefore, Abraham sent his oldest and most trusted servant to his relatives to search for a wife for his son Isaac. I do believe that the wife that Isaac would have was God's choice. God's woman brought to his man. God's brought to his people. He brought them together. I do believe in divine appointments. I do believe that God can set the course of our lives if we are willing to submit to him. There is always a choice between doing things our own way or submitting to God and his guidance, submitting to his plan and his work, his will, his way. We always have that choice. And we know Abraham had that choice long ago. His decision was to submit to the will of God, to trust God no matter what. And even here in his advanced age, 140, he would die at 175. Oh, they live long those days, right? Maybe because they didn't have enough processed food those days, correct? Nothing in can, no chichiria, no fast food. They lived very long. Well, it's just a theory. They lived long, but 140, he didn't know. Maybe he's thinking, oh, my son has to get married before I go. So he asked for God's guidance on this, as he usually does. Let's read from verse 1. Let's go back again. Now, Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Yes, as we have studied since chapter 12, until chapter 23, God did bless Abraham in every way. In every way. Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he owned. He was the chief servant. The chief of staff, you would say. Uh, Please place your hand under my thigh. And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live. Let me just make a footnote. Uh, today, if you uh, see people who make an oath to office, they raise their hand and they read an oath. And uh, if you watch some of these, even programs in, in TV, where some people would make an oath and put their hand on the Bible when they're about to testify in court. Uh, in those days, in these days, these are, this one way to make an oath. 
Another is to sign a contract. When I was young, among kids, we would say, cross my heart. And some would even say, hope to die, if I don't fulfill that. Uh, uh, some I see right now do the pinky swear. How, how do you do it with right now? Uh, in the time of Abraham, it was quite different. And uh, I'm so glad we're no longer practicing that tradition because some scholars say that performing an oath could be, could be this way, really literally putting the hand under a thigh. But some scholars would say, no, 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 that's not the exact thing that really happened. Under the thigh means under his balls. You got that? under the testicles. Aren't you glad we don't practice that anymore? <laughs> so, <laughs> he said, swear, you know, maybe, maybe because descendants comes from the, from the testicles, medically speaking, and uh, by design it was created that way. That, that's why it's, it's treated as sacred. So you swear, Right now, it's a curse expression, right? I don't think you have the, but those days, swear by me. Put your hand under my thigh. That's a nice way of saying, under my future generations. <laughs> but the content was not from the daughters of the Canaanites. Why? We could observe that the Canaanites were idolaters. They worship other gods. They come before statues made by man and they bow down to them. They offer respect and honor to people, gods, other than Yahweh. So he says, not by the Canaanite women. No, no, no. Not the daughters of Canaan, but for one from among my relatives because we worship, I'm paraphrasing, we worship the one true God. Yes, they do worship the one God, the creator of heaven and earth. Not by these women. And if you also remember that part of it was Sodom and Gomorrah as well in that area where there was a lot of immorality. Not the Canaanite woman who's full of immorality and, and idolatry. No, no, no. Somebody different. Somebody from my household. Somebody from my family. Because we worship the one true God. That is important. I wonder why some Christians never treat that as important. That they should not marry somebody given to idolatry. Somebody who honors another name other than the name of Jesus. It just bugs me. And I'm even wondering why even ministers tolerate it. No, friends, here we shall not. No longer. We say, if you're a parent and a good parent like Abraham... You would advise your children, not one given to idolatry, not one who is immoral, one who is pure. Take note, the would-be wife, Rebecca, was a virgin, had not known any man. Purity. The reason was, let's continue reading, but you will go to my country and to my relatives and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, suppose the woman is not willing to follow me to this land. Should I take your son back there to live there? Meaning and where, from where you came? And Abraham said to him, beware. In short, no, not there. 
that you do not take my son back there. What's the reason? The reason was he is submitting to God's plan, God's will for his life and his descendants. God's will was clear. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth and who spoke to me and who swore to me saying to your descendants, I will give this land because God said he will give this land to us because this is God's will. Do not take my son back there. Simple reasoning, because God said this. And I hope we Christians should understand the faith of Abraham. It's as simple as it is. If we were to apply it today, because God's word says so. End of discussion. And you know how much that made life so simple, can make life so simple for us. Because God said it, it's done, done deal. It makes our marriage better because we submit all to God. Because God said this, husband says, I submit to God. Wife should say, I submit to God. Then we are agreed. Not there, but here. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this, my oath, only do not take my son back there. So the servant placed his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. You see, this was an important errand. He could not delegate it to anyone, to his oldest and most trusted, to his chief, the one who takes care of everything that Abraham had. Remember, Abraham had a lot of men, and these are not just farmers. These were men of war who beat, who beat what? Who beat the four kings of the, of the east? The five kings of the valley could not beat the four kings of the east. He had men. He had oxen, cattle. Abraham had a lot of things. The chief servant was sent because this was an important matter. My friends, who our children marry and who you marry is an important matter. Do you agree? Of course, it can be a lifetime of heaven on earth or a lifetime of hell on earth. So I ask you, brothers and sisters, are you in heaven or in hell today? Please don't answer. Try to make it heaven. God's will is to try to make him the center, and that's where heaven is. On earth, when Christ is the center of our families. It's not automatic. We work at it every day. So, let's go back. Abraham said, not a Canaanite woman. Should be a godly person. Should be a godly person. All right? And their manner then was... Because there was, their family was so far off. He said, bring, find a wife for my son and bring her here. You see, that's not the regular custom in the Old Testament. Uh, there, there are different ways. L like today, we have different ways of how people get married. Uh, in today's world, how does it work today? I don't know. How does it work today? Uh, your friends, does it matter? Are you friends first or... Somebody just likes you and approaches you, and uh, uh, can we go on a date? Is that how it works today? Uh, it sure is how it works in the movies. You like somebody, you get their phone number, and you call them, and something perhaps happens. And then if you like each other for a time of testing, oh, brother, 
And then after many, many years, they say, will you marry me? Uh, oh, well, this one is sort of find a wife, bring them here. Uh, in other cultures, there's the arranged marriage, right? Uh, since they're kids, they, they arrange it. Uh, and there's the in-between. You know, I remember my relatives, some Chinese relatives. There's that wasn't really arranged marriage, but, uh, but they talked to each other. Uh, you know what? My daughter might be suitable for your son, or my son might be suitable for your daughter. Okay, great. Let's make them meet. So it's sort of so much semi-arranged. Uh, I don't know. Some, some people said, I'm receiving applications today. Uh, does that work for us? different strokes for different folks. Whatever the way, it should be guided by biblical principle. The woman must be a woman of God. The man must be a man of God. Biblical principle. In one church that a friend of mine was sharing that in their church, if a person likes somebody or believes she is the one for him or for her, they talk to the pastor and the pastor prays for them and they publicly announce it, saying that this is, should be a godly relationship. All of you are witnesses to this, that they believe they are God's will for each other. But before that, they have to ask permission from the parents, get the parental blessing. So that's how they do it. I think in, in some cultures or some of our practices, uh, we just announce our parents, uh, Daddy, I have a boyfriend. <gasps> what? How did that happen? Uh, it just happened. I don't know these days. Uh, what happened to me and my wife was, was also unique. You see, in our church, we have to, re in my previous church, prayer, deep prayer is given high priority. Deep worship, a study of God's word. In fact, if you became a Christian, you, you become a member of that church. Within one year, you must finish both Old and New Testament. And you must be discipled, and you must be discipling. And on this part, we're quite strict, because it was a college situation. So if you believe God is saying something to you about a certain person, you talk to the pastor and ask the pastor to pray for you. And I did that. I, I approached my co-pastor and said, I believe God is dealing with me about that person. Of course, before that, I had different ways. I just liked somebody, and I thought it was God's will. But when I matured a little more, I submitted myself to somebody who is more mature to guide me, or at least who has matured. And he said, okay. Uh, here's what we do. You cannot date her. You cannot approach her. We want to test if it is really from God. I just need you to pray. And if ever you're with her, make sure it's in a group. And you never give any hints whatsoever about what's in your heart. Okay, I can do that. So I tried doing that with great difficulty. Can you imagine you're in a group and she's just right there and you just want to say everything but you can't because you have to honor your word as well. And you know, it would make you melt, but you don't show anything, right? Hello, sister, how are you? Hello, brother. You don't give any hint or whatsoever. But of course, in your heart, you say, oh, come on, when will this happen? And then after a few months, we waited and prayed because uh, since we value practicing listening to God in very specific matters, we waited months three months, around three, and then uh, she approached a pastor and said, I believe God is leading me to this person, and that was me. <laughs> Take note, we were watched like a hawk. They watched us like they were vultures, okay, and watching carefully. 
And uh, uh, I believe by God's grace, but check. Uh, she a servant of God? Check. Uh, does she honor her parents? Check. Uh, uh, does she pray a lot? Check. Uh, does she follow the mission? Uh, check. So with all the checklists, you know what I did when I felt I, I was in a wrong relationship? I had to read from Genesis to Revelations again, asking for God's guidance. And I have seen a lot there. That's why for, for us here in church, I try to keep it simple. If you're not ready to uh, rent a house for a new family, you have not a right to have a girlfriend. You have a right to have friends. Okay? Don't make it special friends, just friends. Okay? Like what you treat anyway. Build friendship. Know the positive and negative of each one. But once you are ready, which means you must be focused on working hard. Amen? Because if you're so focused on dating the girl, too much time is lost, then how can you build the future? So what are you going to do when you're about to get married? Borrow money? No, 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 no. You're not ready if you have to borrow money to get married. You're not ready. So here, it's as simple as that. No, that's one rule I'd like to present to the church. Another one is, well, uh, somebody, who, who, I believe a, a good sister and brother uh, were in a relationship, and uh, uh, the brother submitted to me as a pastor and said, Pastor, uh, oh, okay, uh, when are you going to get married? Uh, he said, uh, two years. I said, no way, either you separate now or what? get married within one year. One year. So Brother Leonard got married in one year. And there are the two of them. Hello. Just wave, the two of you. Okay. So because it, why two years? It's either you're just friends now or when within one year you're engaged, do it. Okay. No, no, no more. We are in a relationship, but we're not ready to get married yet. Come on. Hollywood doesn't work. You're going to get advice from Hollywood, from the movies. It doesn't work. They have the highest cases of divorce in the world. One of the highest. You're going to follow Hollywood. And you're going to enjoy watching them. Oh, it was so romantic. Maybe that can happen to me too. So you're right now you have a different view. You think it's just romance. You think love is romance. Big mistake. Bible said love is patient, love is kind, love does not keep a record of wrong, love is not jealous. Funny how the world thinks, are you jealous? Maybe you're in love. That's totally opposite what the Bible says. If you're jealous, you have an infatuation. You have a certain lust in you, a possessive thing in you. No, no, love is in 1 Corinthians 13, that is love. If you have the capacity to be patient with this person, to be kind to this person, to be loving to this person, to, to not keep a record of wrong, even each one of you will make mistakes, but you don't keep a If you have that capacity for this friend, maybe that's a good sign. Okay? But if you're within friendship, you lose patience for each other. She brings out the worst in me, you know? Why get married? Or he always irritates me because he doesn't think clearly uh, that why get married now you see that if you are genuine friends because you see the right and the wrong the positive and the negative but if you're just romanticizing to each other what happens you just bring out the best foot forward 
You don't show your mistakes. You don't show your weakness. So what happens? It is all revealed when you are married. Ganyan pala siya. You know that joke, Lord, forgive me for marrying this person. I promise never to do it again. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Everyone who submitted to God's word end up having a better marriage. 99% of those I knew who went through a process of learning, learning about the person and learning about God's word before getting married did it right 99% of the time. Hey. How many of you know how to drive a car? Raise your hand. Come on. Simple rhetorical. Well, you know how to drive. Of course, of course. Did you study how to drive a car before you went to the highway? Y yes, you did. You studied a little bit. You, somebody sat beside you. This is a gear. This is the brake. This is the accelerator. This is the steering wheel. Remember these. We'll start you slow, but remember these things. You were taught the basics. You did not jump into the highway and drove a car. What if you did? What if you suddenly said, why study? Stop. We're in EDSA right now. I'll drive. You're going to be in accidents. Huh? No, here's the problem. So many get in marriage without studying it. So what happens? You drive into marriage, immediately running to Edza, bang, bang, bang. What a disaster. Hey, I hope I got you kids, huh? All of you single people. This is for you, too late for your parents, okay? <laughs> this is for you. Don't think I'm talking to your parents, not to them. <laughs> My message to them is help build the love. Help build understanding. By God's grace, that is God's will for you. Unintentional, if you would say, but that is God's will for you. But for parents, I share to us, we must offer prayer and give guidance to our children that they marry the right person. Not one given to idolatry. Not one who honors another name higher or equal to Jesus' name. The Bible said, Acts 4.12, No other name is given under heaven that men should be saved other than the name of Jesus. That is one and that is basic. Oh, he likes you? Is he Christian? <laughs> Good question, Daddy. If not, I'd like to share him the gospel. Good move, Daddy. Show him the gospel, not the gun. Okay? The gun can be later, all right? <laughs> Some friends of mine here. Oh, may dalaga na ako. 18 na yun ako. May baril ka na. I won't mention the name, but I actually knew somebody who invited the guy in while he was cleaning his gun. I'm not kidding you. Uh, you don't have to do that, okay? But share to him God's way but no relationships yet even you're too young friendship is okay all right you want to hide and do it your way it's up to you but take note there are always consequences to that if you don't follow god's will and god's way
Joy is staying within the center of God's will. That is spiritual protection. That is happiness that comes from God, not happiness that is earthly. You know what is earthly happiness? Temporary happiness. And then you marry the wrong person. Then you would dream that somehow you would pray together sincerely in the name of Jesus. That you would study God's word together. But no, he doesn't like, she doesn't like. For them, it's lowly. For them, they create, they even question the existence of God without even thinking. Huh? You know how amazing creation is? If you just study it. How exact, how precise the earth is. You know that a little closer to the sun, we'd burn to death. A little further from the sun, we would freeze to death. It's amazing. It's exact. You know that Job in his poetry said that he hung the earth on nothing? Is that in scripture? It is in scripture before man discovered that the earth was hanging on empty space. The Bible said that already. Some who question the existence of God don't even know these things. It is too perfect. It's too precise. Then what would they argue? Uh, uh, by chance, after millions of years, we evolve. I said, I thought science was an observable thing. Did you observe that? The creationists would say, did you observe that? That one species transformed to another. Where and when can we observe that? It is not observable. And probably after millions of years, from a living cell in the water, we grew some gills. And millions of years, we became fishes. Huh? And after millions of years, we became reptiles. And after millions of years, and millions of years, and they become monkeys. One of my kasambahay in UP was saying, He was talking to a friend of mine, no, a, 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 a child we sort of adopted to, to, to feed him and take until he finishes his high school. And uh, he was arguing because he's learning the Bible. And this kasambahay feeling like she's also a UP graduate saying, Then this kid was very intelligent. No, we call it wais, not wise, wais, you know that? Uh, street smart. And, and he said, Ho, oh, si Kuyed. I'm the boss, right? She's my kasamba. Si Kuyed, galimungoy. But she was careful. Ay, hindi, iba yon. She would have lost her job. <laughs> Somebody who knows that God said, Love your wife as Christ loves the church. Sisters, not just somebody else who do not, does not respect or fear God. Because the men who fear God would say, because God said it, I will do it. No matter what. And the Bible said, husbands, and she submits as she would to Christ. No, you don't look like Christ, far from it. We don't act like Christ, we're far from him. Yet the word says that she would respect, honor her husband.
No, no, that doesn't mean you are less. No, no. It's partnership with different roles, with different accountabilities. We pray that all my brothers and sisters who are not married here would have the right person at the right time, or, forgive me for saying this, hopefully not at all. But it's up to you. But hopefully, for me, not at all. Different ways for different folks. In, in, in the olden days, I, I, I like the tradition. Very much similar to what Laban did to Jacob. You have to work for your wife. Huh? Remember in those days when a man was being a suitor, he has to work for the family. You know, chop wood, stuff like that. You see that on TV. Chop wood, work the fields, help the father in things, and prove himself to be a hard worker before he marries the daughter. Wonderful, right? A wonderful setup. Of course, in those days, we don't do it anymore. Of course, as time went on, it shifted to uh, some cultures require a dowry, right? A dowry, meaning uh, the, the, man, the family of the man gives a financial or material gift to the other family, uh, but actually it's for, also for the protection of the woman. Uh, so there was a dowry. So I, I joke with some of my friends who have a lot of, uh, of daughters. I said, oh, you have, a, you have something to pay for your debt. Okay, so you have a lot of daughters. Just require a big dowry. Of course, in India, it's a different case. It's the reverse, right? The way they think is this way. Uh, since you're looking for a man to take care of your daughter, might as well give a business or money to this man so that he will take care of your daughter. Dowry comes from uh, the woman's family. Each has its own culture, but I do suggest whatever it is, it should be biblical. No, not on the different ways because those are different ways. Each, even, each church would have its own. But I do advise you a godly person. And this text is highly focused on that because Abraham, for Abraham, it is important. Now, Pastor Ed, what if there are so many godly persons? What do I do now? Okay, let me give you a few tips. Uh, first, work hard in your... If you're young, imagine how you're going to uh, survive, earn money for the family. That is practical, but that is important. But Pastor Ed, I'm already working. I'm a graduate, and I'm still single until today. So uh, one way to do it, if there are a lot of godly men and women. So uh, I, I was listening to a rabbi called Friedman, and he said uh, he was speaking in a convention called... Uh, uh, Sinai in Daba. It's where uh, Jewish leaders come together and they discuss the Torah and they discuss Jewish thought. And uh, as I was listening and he was talking about this topic, uh, lighten up uh, the comedy of marriage. Isn't it a comedy sometimes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some of you never stop laughing about your wife, right? So it's a comedy. And uh, some wives never stop laughing about their husbands. So sometimes it's a comedy. But when he was sharing, lighten up. It means don't take everything too seriously. Laugh it out. Forgive one another. And he was talking to the young man. Oh, so if you want to get married, and for me in this context, I would apply it. If there are a lot of godly men and women, and you think some of them match your personality and everything, it's as simple as look for your calendar and the phone and pick a date when you want to get married because you're already working and uh, you believe you have grown in the Lord, and, and uh, you believe there are others, uh, a woman or a man who's also serving the Lord, godly woman, godly man, etc. Then you just say, hey, I'm getting married on, on uh, three years from now, and it's going to be January 5. Uh, would you be available? 
And if somebody says, oh, wait, I'm busy that day. Uh, how about February? Would February be okay? Okay, then, then that's settled. Uh, <laughs> of course, he was joking. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, if there are godly men and women here, ask God for guidance. But if you believe so, and it's the right time, please don't wait too long. You see, when you're children or, or, or teenagers or you're still in college, I would say, brakes, hold on, take it slow. Now that, now that you're working, hey, speed up a bit. What's wrong with you? So I would say it's all right. Now, uh, if you're praying for somebody... My wife, you can talk to my wife and say, can you pray with me? And about this, if this is God's will, do that. And if you're a man and you, you, you're a brother and you're praying for someone and you believe it's this person, talk to me. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Unless you want me to, unless you want me to be in the instrument like Abraham's servant, but don't let me, let me swear by your balls, okay? <laughs> I can be your servant and say, talk to this person and say, would you come with me to talk to this guy? I know, no commitment. It's just, you just talk. We can go over the culture because this present culture is rotten. Premarital sex, that's rotten. I'd rather go over that and do something else. Create something new, but not this present day. Not while they do it today. No way. For our protection. God is good. May the Lord give you the right person someday. Now, if you want to do the calendar stuff, that's up to you. It's not a requirement. Uh, but I say the requirement is what? You pray and you pray deeply. Oh, even fast. Fast so you lose weight. No, no, fast so you receive guidance, okay? <laughs> not so you lose weight. Fast so you can receive guidance from the Holy Spirit. Go back to the Word of God. You know what, what the Bible said in Psalm 37, the, verse 4? Delight yourself in the Lord. And the promise is what? And He will give you the desires of your heart. That's why one time in a youth fellowship, uh, a youth leader told me this. You see, there was this one guy serving, you know, fixing the chair. Nobody's telling him what to do. He just cleans up and everything and says, uh, Pastor, what else can I do? And this youth pastor told me, you know, he, this person was just helping, very helpful. And he asked, uh, what's up with you? You're such a servant of God. Oh, Pastor, you know, Bible said, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. You see that sister over there? She is the desire of my heart. <laughs> So, right way. Because what? Win the favor of God. Proverbs says, houses and wealth comes from fathers, but the prudent wife is from the Lord. A father cannot give you. So, Abram had to ask guidance from the Lord. The angel of the Lord will go before you. He had to trust in God. We're only instruments. Win the favor of God that you may be blessed with a good partner. Let us pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your grace and your goodness. Uh, your word is true. And we recognize that it is Christ alone that we must follow and his word, that we must delight ourselves in him. And uh, we pray for the young people here that they would take this seriously and take the matters of the heart seriously of these major decisions, this major decision in life, that all would marry 
a godly person who fears and loves you above all else, one who honors you, one who would take care of them because of you, because they submit to God, because of their overwhelming commitment to God. So we pray, make the marriages in this church healthy and strong and guide our young people. And for, for those, O oh Lord, who are professionals, single, we pray, guide them, Lord. Allow us to see beyond the culture. Allow us to pray and listen to you. Lord, we pray for divine appointments. So set them up, Lord, we pray. Set them up in the next few years, if that is your will, to the right person. For you are the God who sets up things. You are a God who fulfills divine appointments. So I pray, create divine appointments for our brothers and sisters who are single but are prepared to get married. Let us all rise. Right now, by faith, yes, we say, thank you, Lord, for the right person. By faith, just say to your heart, to the Lord, thank you, Lord, for the right person. In your way, in your time. Thank you, Lord, for the right person. And make clear, Lord, make clear to us who the right person is. I pray every single person saying that to the Lord and having faith in God at the right time, in His way, in His will. Father, we honor you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. May peace, guidance, abundance, and the power of the Spirit follow you all the days of your life. And God's people say,